welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible boo-thang, Amber Smiles-Jones, and this is the podcast where we talk about true crime, paranormal stories, and uh, crazy things that I find on our lovely interweb, hosted by me, a random human being on the earth. All right, so last week we discussed something I'm sure many of you have most likely experienced at some point in your life most likely your college years, or if you're like me, yesterday, (laughs) my buddy EJ uh, joined us once again to share drunken stories with us. It was, it it was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I'm definitely going to be bringing him back on the show because he's so much freaking fun. Love it. Love it. Love it. He shared a story you wouldn't believe you. You've, you've got to hear it. I actually uh, discussed it a little bit in our home alone stories I mentioned that um, some drunk dude got the shit kicked out of him. Well, EJ gives it the, the details, the details <laughs> of that story. And um, it's it's hilarious. You, you got to hear that. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, make sure you check it out after this one. It is a blast. Have a beer with us while you listen, because while we were uh, recording, we were sipping on some Foster's beer. So, yeah. <laughs> I may have gotten a little tipsy because if you've ever had a Foster's beer, those things are big as shit. All right. This week, uh, I've got a paranormal episode for you guys. Yay. Um, so get ready to be creeped out. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely on the creepy side to me. Also, next time your phones ring, you might want to think twice after hearing this episode if whether or not you're going to answer. Yeah, because we are going to take a bite into phone calls from the dead yep yep Mm -hmm. ghost calls or phantom calls whatever you want to call them there are so many stories of people receiving calls phone calls from their family members or their friends after they've already passed and it's it's a strange occurrence that seems to happen pretty often and it's happened to several people so I, I dug through the trusty internet and I found a, a, a few stories to share from people who have experienced these, this strange paranormal phenomenon. Um, I even have a story to share with you that happened in 2008. And perhaps you probably heard of Charles Peck. If you haven't, no worries, you will soon. <laughs> but before we get started, I need you guys to do me a favor and uh, leave me a five star and a written review on Apple Podcasts. Pretty please go ahead. I'll wait. I will wait. Did you do it yet? Nope. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but if you decide to give me five stars and a written review on the Apple podcast, this will help my tiny podcast reach more listeners, which is awesome. I would love to have a podcast with more listeners. That's the dream, man. <laughs> I want to take over your minds. And um, I mean, let's have some fun. <laughs> also, feel free to listen to my older episodes and share your thoughts about them on this podcast uh, on the Twitter page that we have. It's called It's Pro Silly. So check out our Twitter page. I have an Instagram for the podcast too, and it's also called It's Pro Silly. So you can find us there, I-T-S-P-R-O, then the word silly. From now on, the Instagram page will also have photos and or videos sometimes pertaining to the episodes uh, that we that we put up. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So take a look as you listen along and uh, let's have some fun. Also, don't forget, you guys can also leave me a message or text my Google voice number as well and share your opinion on an episode. 
805-664-1828. So what do you say we go ahead and get to these, uh, these phone calls? So let's talk ghosts and energy for a second. Ghosts can pull energy from several things to show you that they are there, whether it's moving an object, touching you, or even just speaking to you. They can pull energy from electronic devices or even you. And if that happens, trust me when I say it is extremely exhausting. You could experience nausea, heavy pressure on your chest, difficult time breathing, and or many other uncomfortable experiences. I've experienced some of these feelings before while investigating, and let me tell you, it it sucks and does not feel good and it's time for you to leave at that point. Now sometimes, lights could flicker, the temperature could drop, and believe you me, you will definitely notice when it does because it'll be very cold. Batteries die, even if you just charge them, because they will pull energy from something. So imagine the energy and the effort it takes for a spirit to reach out and call you. Maybe even hold a conversation with you. It's terrifying, but amazing at the same time. Now, as a paranormal investigator, I've, I've experienced many different things, but not every ghostly encounter is a dark or evil one. That's a bit of a misnomer. That all spirits and ghosts want to harm you and steal your soul. It's not true. (laughs) Now, as I've said on here many times before, I feel like ghosts are like spiders. You're always six feet from one. I don't know. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am constantly getting scammer likely calls and no caller ID calls to my cellular device. You know what I'm saying? And it's annoying. It's incessant and I can't stand it. But I can definitely say I've never received a phone call from beyond the grave. These next few stories are about people who did receive phone calls from the dead, supposedly this phenomenon happens more than we think. It's said that these phone calls usually occur within the first 24 hours of death, but that's not always the case. Sometimes during these phantom calls, there is static on the other end of the line, which is kind of strange these days, especially on cell phones. I honestly can't remember the last time I heard static on a cell phone. Anyways, When the phone is answered, sometimes there is no one on the line. Sometimes the caller on the phone breaks up, like the voice just goes in and out, or the call just plain drops. The voice on the other line will sometimes sound like it's far away, which makes sense when you think about it, you know, because they're in another dimension, most likely. But here is something interesting that I came across while researching this episode. Sometimes when we get those silent phone calls from numbers we don't recognize, it may not necessarily be a scammer or even a ghost (laughs) that's calling you. 
But from time to time, telemarketing organizations don't have agents available at that specific moment for the, uh, that the, when the automated call was made. So apparently, the FCC, it restricts how long they can tie up the phone lines. So I guess, I guess that kind of makes me feel a little bit better because I get a lot of calls that I answer and no one says anything and then the call just ends. And I always thought, well, maybe I have a stalker or maybe that's a scammer trying to hack into my phone or something like that. So my paranoid ass somehow made my brain think that maybe it's a fan of my podcast or my YouTube channels and they found my number and they're messing with me. Turns out I may just not be that important. So, <laughs> But when things happen that you can't readily explain, it's, it's very confusing and your mind is racing and usually in strange and dark directions. <laughs> it's usually where your mind is racing. But uh, I'm always extra as hell when it comes to things like that. My brain always assumes the, the worst. I stub my toe. It's, I, I just dislocated my entire body. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and get to these creepy, interesting, terrifying phone calls from the dead. Well, welcome back. Hope you guys are enjoying these creepy ambient sounds that I'm playing in the background. Yeah, we were just in a haunted cabin a few moments ago, but now we're going to go ahead and venture out to a haunted forest. You guys ready? Yeah, close your eyes, put on your headphones. Let's get wild. Oh, that sounded like I was inviting you for something sexual. I mean, maybe, but right now we're going to get creepy. Ooh, quick ride, yeah? <laughs> oh, gosh, I am really, really ridiculous. So this story comes from a Reddit user, Lone Moon 18 He shares an interesting story about two missed calls that he received. My uncle recently died March 1st, 2020. He's been battling with cancer for a couple of years now and was even told he wouldn't live past 21. However, he died at the age of 34. On March 8th, 2020, I was awoken on the sound of our home phone, a flip phone, which is used when my dad goes down to the countryside since there isn't a cell tower for his iPhone to be used. I didn't get up to see who was calling. But usually when someone leaves a voicemail, the phone will make a chirping sound every five minutes. I went to see who called and it showed that my uncle called twice and left a voicemail. I was confused because when my mother and I put his things in the box, we turned off his phone. I told my mom about him calling, so she checked the number that the call was listed, which it was in fact his number. She later told her friends at her job, which they make cakes and decorate, and decorate them for events. They said that my uncle was trying to say goodbye. Later that same day, my mom got a cake order for a 35th birthday on April 2nd. 
That was exactly how old my uncle would have been this year. And April 2nd was also his birthday. My mom and I are creeped out now. Wow, guys. That is crazy as fuck. That's insane. First of all, let me just say, fuck cancer. Okay, fuck cancer. I oh god, I hate I hate cancer so much. It runs in my family and it is just it's a bitch. But let me just say that it's also amazing that the same day that his uncle's birthday, his mom got a birthday cake order for someone turning the same exact age that he would have been turning on his birthday. I am floored. Now someone in the Reddit thread they asked if a voicemail was left and there was now lone moon 18 responded and he said when he opened the voicemail it was just static like off like like a tv you know what i mean and it lasted for about maybe 15 seconds so all he heard was static for 15 seconds so just as we discussed before that can happen the sound of static that sounds like it's coming from a tv how do you think I mean, honestly, how do you think you would have reacted to that if it would have happened to you? Because these days I'm torn as to whether or not I should pick up the phone because it's usually a scammer. But what if, what if someone has been trying to reach out to me this entire time and I had no idea? I don't know. Makes you think. So... This next one is a little different and I've, I've actually never heard anything like this before. Um, in this story, a woman actually managed to call a ghost. Yeah, it's a little strange. Usually the ghosts call us. That's the normal way, <laughs> which is kind of strange to say. Okay. She goes on to say, I just found out that one of my phone calls the other day was a, was a dead lady. I was at my mom's house and I was calling a friend who lived nearby. She was at her cousin's house so I looked up the number in the phone book. It was the only Owens in the phone book. So I knew it was my friend's cousin's number. I called and it didn't even ring but an old lady answered. She said, hello? I asked. Is Amelia there? Amelia is my friend, Jessica's cousin. The old lady said, No, dear. Amelia isn't here. Sweetie, I should be expecting her any minute now. So I thought nothing of it and hung up. I thought they left for a bit. I knew Amelia lived with her mom at her grandparents' house. What I didn't know is what I found out when I talked to Jessica. I told Jessica about it and she said, Amelia's grandma is dead and we were here all day. We were sitting right here by the phone and it never rang all day. See, that's, that's crazy. Okay. Because she called her friend and her friend's grandma supposedly answered the phone and said, and, asked, and said, no, Amelia isn't here, sweetie. I, I'm only expecting her any minute now. Okay. 
uh, but grandma is dead. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> That's insane. It, if that were you, would you just think that this chick was like trying to like playing a prank on them? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I would certainly hope not because that would be super dark. My mind was just all over the place with this one. Cause now I'm wondering if, if everyone I've spoken to on the phone were actually ghosts. I mean, how, how else, how do I know what's true from now on? I am only doing FaceTime calls. So if you don't have an iPhone or duo, I don't know how we're going to be able to communicate after this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause I'm going to, cause if I'm about to make phone calls, excuse me, can you prove you're alive? <laughs> cause I can't go further on with this conversation. If you can't prove that you're alive, that's how that's going to work. Ah, it's creepy. Hello, hello. Welcome to Conversations with Gory Summers, where I discuss mental health surrounding different aspects of life, such as parenthood, love, sex, childhood, goals, and so on. Come and join your girl and share some experiences to give a slice of life. Let's share, laugh, and most of all, express yourself. Hope to see you there. So this next one, I want to give you a trigger warning. The story does mention suicide and uh, the Reddit user did share his story about his sister in hopes that someone could help him. He goes on to share. Hi, I'm searching for an answer uh, about something that happened to me this morning. I've posted this in several of the forums that I found on Google. I just need answers, please. Very quick story, I guess. Very quick backstory, I guess. I lost my sister this February to suicide. I put that in inverted commas because I still don't believe that it was suicide for the fact she left no explanation for anybody and more so didn't tell me about anything before it. Being a year apart in age, me and her were extremely close. Now, to the event this morning that had me extremely rattled and upset, I was asleep in my bed when my girlfriend was uh, awakened by the phone ringing and it woke her up too. This is how I know it wasn't just me dreaming. It was 3.37 a.m. And I know this because when it rang, I looked at the screen to see what number was calling and saw the time. It was also a private number, an unknown number. Usually, I don't answer private calls, but being half asleep and guessing it was probably a drunk friend ringing me to be picked up from somewhere, I decided to answer. I said, hello, and all I could hear was this muffled kind of static sounds. No one replied. So again, I said, hello, and no response. So I thought maybe it was just a prank call or some shit, and I was about to hang up when I heard my name get called. Paul. It was clear as day and it sounded like a hundred percent like my sister. I kind of froze and started to panic, said her name a few times, pretty much pleading it to be her. Then all I heard was, I'm sorry. I love you. Please help me. The last bit, it, it made me really upset and uneasy. The please help me. I asked where she was 
Then I heard a really, really loud screeching sound. Then it went back to the dial tone. When it hung up, I turned to my girlfriend and she said my face was pale white. She asked why I was saying my sister's name and what was wrong. And it was then that I had a complete meltdown and cried harder than I ever had. I didn't go back to sleep. I just sat up with my phone in my hand, waiting. Today, even I took the day off of work. I couldn't, I couldn't go to work. I have to, I've just been sitting here with my phone. I need advice. What can I do? Should I tell my family what happened? I'm so confused and upset and scared right now. I just need answers to what happened, please. So he shared that on Reddit and he also uh, sent in an edit that was made to his post. And he goes on to say, thank you so much, everybody, for your responses and your PMs. I have taken a, I've taken on board a lot of, of your guys's advice. As for the calls, I haven't gotten another one. I'm going to see, I'm going to see a medium. I saw a psychic, but nothing really came from that really. Also a couple years ago, also, excuse me, it says also a couple of, a couple of you suggested a Ouija board. Now I'm not sure about that one as I have read some really bad stories while I was researching about them. Again, thank you so much, everybody. My apologies for the messed up reading. Some of the, there's some, there's like no punctuations on certain areas and I have to figure out where it stops. <laughs> but man, that was something else. I have to tell you, I, I can't even imagine what Paul felt that night. Like that, that entire day must've been insane, but at least he wasn't alone when it happened. His girlfriend was there not, you know, not only to witness what happened, but was there to be able to, to console him and support him, just be there for him. You know, losing someone you, you care about, uh, to suicide isn't easy. I can only imagine hearing their voice again after a year or, or at all, you know, and, and, and to hear her asking for help. I mean, he must've felt so helpless. I certainly hope that, um, that Paul is doing better. Uh, or, you know, that things are working out and he found his answers. But I'll tell you one thing. He definitely had the uh, the right idea not to mess with the Ouija boards because you guys already know my stance on those things. I say it almost every paranormal episode that I do. Say it with me, y'all, okay? I don't fuck with Ouija boards, okay? <laughs> I've done a few episodes sharing Ouija board stories and even share some history about them. And let me tell you, my friend, okay, uh, they are not toys. If, if you absolutely must Ouija, then Ouija at your own risk and keep me the hell out of it. Do not, I don't want to, unless you have a story that you want to share about it, then you can bring me into the fold and we'll put the podcast episode up, but I'm not going to be there participating in the Ouija. <laughs> now, I'm also not really sure how I feel about psychics, but I do believe in mediums. The ability to feel the energy of the spirits around you and, and to be able to communicate with them is amazing. Um, I, I don't know, maybe the stigma behind the word psychic uh, isn't usually good. You often hear the word scam following right behind it or before it. I'm not, I'm not even sure I understand the difference between the two. But uh, if you know the difference, hit me up on uh, Twitter 
at It's Pro Silly and educate us. <laughs> I would like to know. And if you happen to know a psychic or medium, I would love to bring them on the show, pick their brains, you know, on a few things, probably like uh, do an Instagram call or some shit like that, because you ain't coming to my apartment with all this COVID. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> wow. So this next one is actually quite well known amongst uh, people like me who roam the internet, listen, read, and watch anything to do with true crime and the paranormal. I'm a very strange person, but I own it. (laughs) Uh, This story is actually what inspired this entire podcast episode. Uh, September 12th, 2008 in California, uh, San Fernando Valley, there was a very horrific event that occurred. A Metrolink commuter train that was carrying 225 passengers collided head on with a Union Pacific freight train. Now, 135 people were injured and 25 people lost their lives in this accident, which is now referred to as the Chatworth's crash due to the the location of the impact. Um, What could actually cause such a crash? Like, how could something like this happen? They later discovered that the engineer, Robert Sanchez, of the Metrolink train was texting at the time of the crash. The engineer didn't see the red light signal that he was given that gave the Union Pacific freight train the right of way. And the train was supposed to come to a stop to let the freight train pass. It also is kind of sad that he worked. Well, I said it's said I can't write. It said that he worked a super long shift and that that could have also played a part in the crash. Maybe he was fatigued. No. I don't know, but um, he definitely was texting. So that, you know, that's not a good thing. If you're exhausted and texting at the same time, it's not good. Now, one of the, uh, one of the fatalities involved in this crash was a man named Charles Peck. Uh, he was 49 years old. He worked at the, he worked as a Delta airlines customer service representative and uh, he lived in Salt Lake city. He worked as a ramp agent for about 19 years and he had actually traveled to Los Angeles California for a job interview at the Van Nuys airport. And he was doing this because he was engaged to a woman named Andrea Katz or Andrea, I think it's Andrea Katz. And uh, it was her idea to put off their marriage until Charles could relocate to the Los Angeles area, which is where Andrea lived. Now this, this would have been Charles's second marriage because he was married once before And in that marriage, they had three children. Now, I'm explaining this to you because these people may actually play, they actually play a role, uh, an important part, important part in this story. Now, Andrea, Charles's fiance, made her way towards a train station, hoping to be able to pick up her fiance. But from what I understand, she hadn't heard, she hadn't heard of the crash just yet. And she was already on the way to pick him up. But then Charles his family, his siblings, and his parents, they heard about the accident and headed that way as well. Now, after the accident, Charles's fiance uh, and, many, uh, and many family members, they received a series of phone calls from his phone. Now, he, he called his mother, his brother, his sister, his son, and his fiance. A total of 35 calls were made from the moment of the crash all the way up until he was found. Now, of course, 
when they received these calls, they were most likely relieved because they thought that Charles had survived. But when they answered the calls, when they answered their phones, they, all they could really hear was static on the line for a few seconds and then the calls ended. They all experienced that, every last one of them. They attempted to call the number back, but it went straight to voicemail. Now, I'm sure at this point they were thinking, well, perhaps his phone died and that they might be able, they, they will be able to find him soon. Now, they're, they're, uh, his friends and family, they frantically sent him text messages telling them that everything is going to be okay and that they'll find him soon. And he, unfortunately, he was one of the last people found. About 12 hours later, rescue workers finally found Charles using the phone signal, using his phone signal to find him. But it was clear that he died on impact when they found his body, therefore making it impossible for him to have called anyone, let alone 35 times for 11 hours. Now, the last phone call from his phone came one hour before they discovered his body. And the strange thing is they were not able to locate his phone anywhere near his body or any place else in the wreckage, even though they used this phone signal to find him. Now, even if he had survived, how would he have been able to make any of those phone calls with no phone? Now, many people believe that it was Charles reaching out to those closest to him one last time. You know, there are, there are a few skeptics out there who think perhaps he just pocket dialed everyone 35 times, but I don't know. That seems a little out there, <laughs> but I guess so to spirits of some people as well. But I'm not even sure that it's possible, especially when there wasn't a phone even found. You know what I think? I think that his spirit called that many times so that they were able to locate his body. That's what I think. He probably wanted to be found and not left in that wreckage where he died. He probably wanted to be able to rest in peace. Now, I can imagine that would not be very easy if his body was never found and his family never got to say their true goodbyes. I don't, I don't really know how that works, but that's my assumption. And I'm also sure that there are other conspiracy theories out there that people would rather believe. Perhaps for some people, it's, it's easier to dismiss that Charles was the one making the phone calls from beyond the grave. What do you think? Are you into the secret histories of exorcisms, Christmas massacres, kill dozers, and concert disasters? How about haunted mansions, the Philadelphia experiment, the dorm of death, or candy corn? Then you're going to love Ghost Town, a hilarious and sometimes not so hilarious twice-weekly podcast. On Wednesdays, we discuss the secret history of an abandoned, unexplored, haunted, or mysterious place from anywhere in the world. And on Fridays, we cover an amazing historical failure from any time in history. Ghost Town is 100% safe and legal. We guarantee it. It's also fun, spooky, and can contain a riot, a massacre, a murder, or an arch deluxe. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And, and this, this is Ghost, Ghost Town. Town. And you can find Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's anything that you take from this podcast episode, it's be careful using the phone. In general, you know, either it's a scammer, a hacker, or a ghost. 
it's just it's, it's it's never a good thing these days <laughs> you know what I mean? professionally silly life rules guys be careful using your phones this episode was something else it was phone calls from ghosts i mean who, who, who else can bring you this dope ass content you know all right well i guess anyone can but i make it fun <laughs> and creepy <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, shout out to liveabout.com, Reddit, of course, latimes.com, and unbelievablefacts.com. They are my research sources. If you're new to this podcast, I, uh, I hope you come back. If you're a returning listener, thank you so hard for coming back. Uh, you rock. <laughs> Do me a favor, guys, and share this podcast with every human being that you see. I I would love to get my podcast out to as many people as I can. Also, don't forget, if you have any stories that you want to share on this podcast, be sure to email me at uh, itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. It can be about whatever you want. I cover a lot of topics here, so there is always room for your awesome stories. And uh, oh, you can be anonymous if you like as well. Just make sure you let me know in your email. I hope you guys can hear that. My stomach is growling pretty hard. (laughs) Super loud. Uh, Follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at It's Pro Silly. I-T-S-P-R-O and then the word silly. I do have um, pictures uh, for this episode up on IG. So if you really enjoyed it, Uh, make sure you go ahead and take a look at that. And also if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode and you want to give, uh, you want to talk about it, you know, that's what the, uh, that's what the Twitter account podcast is for. Once again, it's pro silly. Oh, and I got myself a PO box too. So you can snail mail me old school style PO box 29892 Los Angeles, California, 900 Two nine. Uh, I make all that information is going to be below in the show notes as well, along with my social media stuff. So you can check me out down there and feel free to um, call in about any episode of the podcast that you've heard through the anchor app, or you can call slash text my Google voice number for a chance to be featured on my podcast. 805-664-1828. Once again, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step, because there's pieces of shit everywhere.